Welcome to Sapphire Shit Show Men's Mental Health Podcast. This is episode one, and I'm so excited, but I want to start with a disclaimer for my women. And this is only going to happen once, but um, I want you all to know that women are going to be mentioned in this podcast, possibly a lot, but that I am not coming after you. I just think that mental health in men has been overlooked, and I want to say that I don't think being a feminist means that we don't give a shit about our men, and I don't think empowering women means taking men down a notch, and I don't see a problem with empowering men and empowering women. I don't think anybody needs to lose their power. In fact, I think women could benefit from having healthier men in society. It would make it easier for us to do the awesome things that we do. Um, I just think that we all need to stand together and hold each other up. And I know that talking and understanding and accepting won't fix everything. Sometimes there are just bad people in this world. But I think having this side of the discussion is just the next step in the right direction. But before I start this, I just want my ladies to know that I love y'all and I do want to help change your perspective, but this is not going to be about us. So I'm ready to get started. Um, I have my husband, the father of my children, Lewis, is here with me as my very first guest. Hello. <laughs> so I'm just going to kick us off with the big question okay. what do you think it means to be a man hmm what does it mean to be a man it's, uh, starting off with an easy one huh for me it means to be um, more of a supporter and more sacrificial than I think most people think of it when you ask him what does it mean to be a man I look at it as yeah more sacrificial as in um, giving up things that I may want or may want to do and sacrifice for you or for our kids wanting to do them or do things or whatever and a more supportive role in kind of the same thing supporting what you want to do, what the kids want to do, and how we want to go as a family rather than my will in particular. Right. Mm-hmm. But it also means to stand up and protect and fight battles and, I mean, honestly, physically protect right. as well. So I guess that would have been... Where I was going next mm-hmm. was, since your reference is more to family, what would that mean for um, younger men and men that are single? Right. So so my perspective, especially, I mean, right now, is a married father of three. So that's my perspective. But, of course, I mean, I remember being single. <laughs> and um, so my answer to that is, of course, single men can be men. And the aspect of, you know, taking care of their own things, you know, running a business or being being responsible 
for what they're doing, what they have going on. But for me, it changed when I had kids, when I was married, when I had kids. And not the moment that I had kids. Several years later, I feel like I took a step that I did not realize that I needed to take until I took it. And then looking back, I could see, wow, that was a big step of, you know, you look out, you're looking out for yourself. You've got your dreams and your focus and your things you want to do and the way you like to relax and the way you like to express yourself. And then you realize that you have a much broader responsibility. You're, as a man, you have responsibility for your wife's well-being and mental health and incredibly huge responsibility of your children's health and well-being and mental health and um so for me my perspective of being a man is married with kids because I don't feel like I started being a man until then okay right interesting so while looking in like researching things for this podcast, mm-hmm. I Googled what does it mean to be a man? <laughs> right. And um, I think it was called udictionary.com. Mm-hmm. I didn't write it down here, but it said be a man by definition would mean to put up with something such as pain or misfortune without complaining. Um, and so one of the questions I had here was how do you think men are perceived today in society? Um, and so I thought that this was interesting because it, it was just interesting to read somebody trying to explain what that means to be a man. We throw that, Mm -hmm. you know, phrase around a lot and, so Google says to put up with something such as pain or misfortune without complaining. And um, I think I like your definition better where you say like well, yeah, su- supporting. <laughs> um, but it's interesting that this was worded to put up with. So um, I, I wonder if that's the, the way that it feels. Yeah. And so... And there's, I have two things to say about the definition. First would be, um, it is, it's to put up with and, um, and it's more of like, uh, you're putting up with things because you just, you don't have time or I don't want to burden you with things that I'm dealing with because, so I just deal with it. So I just suck it up and deal with it and be a man and you just do what you do. You got to go to work. You got to take care of your kids. You got to pay for the house, pay for the cars. You you got to do it. So you suck it up and be a man. And um, so, yeah, it is kind of a, a way. That's one way to say it. It's a little narrow-minded and a little um, on the nose, but that is one way to say it. And the second part I would say about that is it feels like it they're just they're defining the phrase be a man, not necessarily what it means to be a man. Right. I get that. Um, but it 
like I said, it was interesting to read somebody trying to explain what they mm-hmm. would mean by that phrase. Right. But you are probably right. Um, but with that being said, this is something in particular that I want to talk about. Like one of the main reasons mm-hmm. I have broached this subject is because thinking about all of this, it made me remember something that we talked about once. Um, I had a memory of you and I discussing a friend who um, was going through a hard time. He's kind of still a child. And um, you had said that, you know... Still a child by... (laughs) Not by age, but... No, no, no. Right. <laughs> no, okay. No, grown man, married with children. Still a child. And still acts like a child. And you, he was upset about something, and I was telling you about it, and you had said that, um, you know, at some point, you ha- you grow up, and the way you feel doesn't matter anymore, that... <laughs> um. You know, I don't know if I meant it like it oh, doesn't matter. I'm just telling you what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so, you had said, right, I got you sitting on the couch, me staring at you, that at some point you have to grow up, and the way that you feel doesn't matter anymore. That you know, you have to s- suck it up and push it down and be strong for your wife and your children. and... Mm-hmm that they were the more important thing and mm-hmm. that you just needed to be strong for them. And um, I remember while we were having that discussion thinking, yeah, yeah, he just needs to grow up and suck it up. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but right. then researching for doing this podcast, mm-hmm. I remembered that and I was like, oh my gosh, no. Uh, this is the whole thing I want to... Right. Bring up and fight against is. I don't think that is right. Mm-hmm. You know, he. You know, you get right. to have your feelings and whatnot. But anyhow, that is something I wanted to. Right. Bring so, uh, I, I'm assuming I was in some type of mood or something about that because I, I definitely don't mean that it, they your feelings don't matter. I think what I'm what I was trying to get at is that your feelings are they're secondary so you as a man and the the a father and husband and leader of the house you don't have time you don't have the opportunity to fall apart your feelings you want to you have them and you want to talk about them and you would want to put them out there but on the other hand for one your wife needs support and she has things she's going through and your kids are kids and it's not like they can be burdened by your emotions and like I said your your wife's going through things she has things she needs support so it wouldn't be it feels like it wouldn't be fair to burden her with your feelings as well and so if you you know, say, well, I, I just, you know, I just need a time. I just need a week. I just need a week where I can just go and just disappear and just clear my head. Well, that leaves your wife with a house and three kids to take care of, to get to school, to get home, to do all those things that need to be done. And 
so now you've burdened her with all those things. So it's not that it, your feelings don't matter. It's just that you kind of put them on the back burner until you feel like it's time for you to say, for it, till it's your turn to be weak and to be, you know, put your feelings out there. And it just, it seems like it never comes. And what I was trying to say when I said that was if there was someone that is going to have to pile those burdens and hold those burdens and carry them, then I want it to be me. Right. I don't want to put that on someone else. I don't want to put that on my wife. I don't want to put, I certainly don't want to put that on my kids who just need to go to school and learn and have fun and be a kid. So if someone's going to carry those and someone is going to have to suck it up and carry it, I want it to be me. Okay. So I get that. But like my next questions would have been like, wouldn't it be easier to ask for help? How can women be more supportive or how can we get you all outside help? So I, like I know that some men have been brave enough to um, ask their wives mm -hmm. for help or open up to their wives about things. Yeah. And we react terribly, which mm -hmm. causes more of a recoil or um, mm -hmm. distance. Um, but I'm wondering about how we can either be more open with you all, what a suggestion would be there, or if you think that it would have to be outside help and how we could get that for y'all because the back burner is not going to work for me because of the statistics that I have in front of me. Right. <laughs> yeah, as far as like getting help, I think just being open to the conversation just saying, hey, you know, I've, I've kind of noticed you've been a little distant and, you know, grumpy or whatever. Hey, like, are you all right? Like, what's going on? You know, mm -hmm. and being open to it would help. Just and this is like, um, and I'm talking about like having trouble at work or, you know, stressed about finances or something like mm -hmm. that. I know... And, you know, you want to get to, you know, PTSD and suicide and things like that. And, of course, that's a level of professional help. But as far as just husband and wife talking and just getting through things, just just openly and accepting the conversation. Right. And just being open to it. Okay. I think I'm going to go ahead and move on to the statistics. Mm-hmm. Before we continue our conversation. So we have about six in ten men experiencing trauma. Or as you... <laughs> Three or five. <laughs> I, okay. So I think you may have got it from the same place that... Because uh, later there's another one that says one in ten. So maybe they're trying to make a parallel comparison. Right. By six of ten. But right. it's just, it just so as six an, out of ten. As an engineer, that bugs me. That's three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the internet said yeah, well, <laughs> six right. out of it's ten <laughs> men experience trauma at least once in their life. Okay. Seriously, we're being serious. 
men are more likely than women to experience trauma-related accidents like physical assault, combat, or witness death or injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that seems right to me. Um, but then we've got here next, nearly one in ten men experience depression and anxiety. So we've got six in ten experiencing trauma, more likely than women to experience trauma in their life mm-hmm. um, at least once. Right. And then nearly one in 10 men experience depression and anxiety, but less than half sought treatment. So not only were men more likely to binge drink than women, but men consistently have higher rates of alcohol-related death and hospitalizations as well. Reportedly, women are twice as likely as men to be diagnosed with Mm -hmm. depression. But men die by suicide three to four times more often than women. Since guys tend to suffer in silence rather than reaching out for help, this may be the reason. But I just feel like that needs to sink in, the fact that women supposedly are twice as likely to be at least diagnosed with depression. Right. But men are dying by suicide three to four times more. So I feel like all of this proves that, you know, statistics are only what gets reported, what gets admitted to. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that men don't generally ask for help, you know, these numbers in reality could potentially even be higher. Well, yeah, that's, that's, I feel like the statistics say that in themselves that, Twice as many women get diagnosed depressed, but four times as many men are committing suicide. So obviously there's way more men who are depressed than is being reported or being admitted to, right. I think is the main thing. So they're, rather, they're suffering in silence more than anything. Right. It doesn't make sense. How is it possible that women are more depressed, but men are abusing substances, committing suicide, more often, it's not realistic, and it's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I read that forty nine percent of men—that's almost fifty percent of men—close to fifty—feel <laughs> they feel more depressed than they admit to their families and the people in their lives. Right. So, I'm not surprised by this, but. I want people to know that it's likely that someone you know is experiencing these feelings. Right. Um, one in ten. So you know more. Than you know ten. more than ten people. Right. So, so yeah. at least one person you know, if not several more, mm-hmm. you know are experiencing these feelings, and you have the power to make a difference. Um, honest. Please be looking out for the men in your lives, and seriously, right now, if you're thinking of somebody in particular, stop. And text them, like pod, pause this podcast right now and call them. Um, and just, you don't have to make it awkward. Just let them know that they're supported. What, Lewis, do you think that, what do you think would make it easier for men to ask for help? Because they're obviously not asking for help. Well, I think we touched on that a little bit mm-hmm. earlier. Just 
being open to the conversation may even be, and it would have to be a trusted person, I think, a wife or someone close to just just start the conversation. And I've never I've never been to that point. Mm-hmm. I know I've gone through depression a little bit, and um, but I've never been suicidal. So it's hard for me to answer that question to speak on that. So again, I think it'd just be opening the conversation and being open to it and being very understanding. Right. So (laughs) that one of the websites I was on said to ask twice. Mm -hmm. They said, you know, (laughs) when you ask, they're going to say they're fine, but they're not fine. So ask twice. (laughs) And yeah. And again, for me being approached, it's so hard for me because I'm not open to those things. (laughs) Um, So being approached would be very uncomfortable for me. Um, I think if you came to me Mm -hmm. and you like really like sat me down and like really wanted to talk and really open, I would for sure talk to you. Mm -hmm. Now, someone else, I'm not sure. Right. And that's what's so hard for men is that, and it's not a, it's not really a a macho thing. It's just like, it's like I said earlier, it's like, you don't want to burden somebody else with it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like, oh, I've got to be a man and I don't want them to think that I'm, you know, that I'm weak and that may be part of it. But I think mostly, at least for me, it's that you wouldn't want to burden somebody else with it. I understand that. And I think that's what, you know, the suicide rates point to is that, you know, men would rather, it's easier to not deal with it than to deal with it. And even though, I mean, we know that in suicide, you don't, you don't release the burden of anybody except for yourself. You put that burden, now that burden for everything else is on, you know, your family. I love that you brought that up because I wish we could tell the people that we've lost to that, that, but we can't, all we can do is tell the people that are thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a good point. So I have a family member who committed suicide and who was, he basically, he was addicted to, pills and things and um and he was just the happiest funnest you know person you ever met and he just I think he hurt his back or something you know had pain pills and and, you know just like so many people got hung on them Mm -hmm. and he just could not break it just couldn't he just could not he'd get off of them and then he'd be back on and get off of them and and that's what he said he said you know I'm I'm always going to be addicted to these pills and it's just easier to just be done with it right and I know for a fact that his family would rather have him here doped up than not here at all right so we would we would rather have him here um so talking about getting help and how hard it is and that you know, persistence sometimes even makes you uncomfortable, but yeah. I 
just think of and the fact that, you know, we've even lost people personally. So we have three boys. Right. And so my my question to you would be, what would you say to them? Like if they Mm -hmm. were struggling, if they needed help and they were feeling the ways that you are saying you feel, the way these men obviously feel. Yeah. What would you want to say to them to encourage them or express to them that they can or should do something about it? So my goal with the kids, with the boys would be would be more of a it's more of a daily approach rather than a talk. It's I don't think okay, you're 12 years old, it's time to have the talk about emotions. I don't think that would do any good, you know. So for me, it's a daily thing from the day they were born. I talk to them on an emotional level. I'll even tell them things like, you know, not not things that they've done, but just things that happen. I'll tell them, I'll say, you know, that, that makes daddy sad, or it makes daddy happy, or it, it makes me mad. But And then they can see that you get mad and don't, necessarily do anything you don't react but mostly just to talk to them on an emotional level see that so they can see that daddy has emotions daddy deals with those emotions and to just normalize to them that men have emotions so they can they can become aware of their emotions and because I think so many men are they never learn how to deal with their emotions so the easiest way to compensate for that is to just pretend you don't have any. Right. So in a fear of not being able to control them, you just pretend you don't have them. Whereas neither one of those are healthy. So I want my boys to know that they have emotions, they are aware of their emotions, but are also able to use those emotions as part of decision making. I don't want them to make decisions completely on their emotions, but I also don't necessarily want them to make decisions completely void of emotions because they're there, they're important, they serve a purpose. So my goal would be for them to be aware of their emotions, feel them, be able to control them, and know that they have them and men have emotions and that it's normal. Okay. That's good. I feel like you do good with the voice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, next, I was wondering, mm-hmm. what do you hit me with think? a surprise question. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little, trying to come away, it's coming away from the seriousness a little bit. Okay. So I was trying to transition well. But um, what do you think, causes men's stress besides women (laughs) um a a lot of things um and you say that like women are the only thing that causes. (laughs) are we we not what causes not for me um you don't cause me stress every once in a while you do but not like stress stress like (laughs) It's like it's just stress with like a regular like lowercase s stress <laughs> but no like stress comes from uh you know financial issues and you know 
you've got this burden of the house and the kids and these and wife and um they all need to be fed they all need to be nourished emotionally and spiritually and and um you have to keep the house and your cars running and your work and it's it can be stressful and you're worried about the country and the economy and your 401k and (laughs) it's just it's what is that (laughs) yeah when's the last time you worried about our 401k exactly (laughs) (laughs) right and and i think that's partly just your personality right uh but uh but like you have dreams and things you want to do and you want to see all the national parks and you want to do all these things and all that is very dependent on our 401k mm-hmm. uh so i stress about that and that's kind of what i'm going back to what i said in the beginning is that all that depends and our family is a little unique and that um you know you you stay home with the boys and you you know keep the house and things like that and um you work you do hair and all that you know when you can but mostly you stay home so that burden is mine so I don't have I wouldn't have the opportunity to just say you know I just need a month I just need to take a month and just clear my head I've got to go to work if I don't earn money for a month you know we don't have food to eat right you know what I mean yeah so that causes me stress. You and women do not cause me stress. <laughs> there are, there are, there's a very long list of things that cause men stress before you get to women, I feel like. Okay. I like that. Okay. That's great. But what is one thing that you would want women to understand about men? Like if you had just had to pick one thing that you just wanted them to get. Um, I, I was going to say, I want them to know that we are simple, but it's funny because women somehow, and I don't mean simple, like dumb, I mean, un, like, like uncomplex. You have to be like, like, it's not that you've got to be forward or like blunt. So, right? Yeah. So what I mean is, so women somehow have the ability of projecting simplicity in some cases on men, but then projecting complexity in other things. And I feel like both of them are incorrect in the exact opposite ways. (laughs) And I'll explain. What I mean is women, they project simplicity and by that I mean dumbness, essentially, in emotional things. That men are emotionally dumb or emotionally simple. Yeah. And we are not. We have complex emotions and deep emotions, and we sometimes choose to hide them, or we never learned how to even deal with them or even process our emotions. So, But we have very deep and very complex emotions. So that is incorrectly projected as simple when it is complex. And then sometimes women project complexity 
and the way men think or what they're thinking or, you know, how they think. And that is completely wrong as well. As, right. So the way men think or what they're thinking about is usually very simple. It's very direct. It's very to the point. It's, and when we're sitting on the couch relaxing, we are not thinking about anything. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> so it's funny that they, you know, women think of men in certain ways. And to me, it feels like, and especially how they're portrayed in movies and television, those are, they're two opposing things that are projected in the exact opposite ways of how they actually are. So I love that you bring this up because I actually found um, some more internet information Mm -hmm. that I feel like goes with this. Okay. It's said that men have specific interests and then specific struggles Mm -hmm. with those interests only being three things. Relaxation, mm-hmm. sex. Number one. Or, well, yeah, I guess that's number one. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm getting to that age now, you know. I'm getting up there. <laughs> no. Okay. Relaxation, sex, and achievement. Mm-hmm. So, I'll, I feel I'll like those are the simple things, right. correct? So, I love that you already broke it down this way when we were mm-hmm. talking about this, and I feel like you just broke that down. I now. would say that that's. But it says interest being relaxation, sex, and achievement. Uh-huh. Struggles being loneliness, self doubt, lack of direction, mm-hmm. lack of respect, and sexual temptation. So, mm-hmm. these are Absolutely. way more deep. And I feel like there's the difference in right. your where you're talking about simplicity and complexity. So your interests, the things that you're constantly thinking about, right. are just being relaxed. Sex, of course. And achievement, of course, also. Right. Those are simple, correct? Yeah. But then you've got struggles with loneliness, self-doubt, lack of direction, lack of respect, and sexual temptation, where those can get way more complex. That's so awesome. Is that because that is... Because you're talking about, um, yeah, relaxation, sex, and achievement. Those are things you're thinking about, things you're going for, things you want. Whereas the other ones are all emotional things. Mm-hmm. And they are, There's that, that list is longer yeah. and it's way more complex. And uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I agree, agree 100% yeah. with all of those things. Okay. Good. I was interested to pick your brain on that. And internal. Those, the list of, um, what was the wording you used? For struggles? For struggle. Yeah. The list of struggles are all internal things. Right. And notice there are way more internal than. Right. The the other ones can be outwardly seen and outwardly observed and performed outwardly. Whereas the the list of struggles are all inward. 100%. Because I feel like when you think of men, what do you think? Either you've got the, men that sit in his, the man that's sitting in his recliner. Mm-hmm. That's relaxation, right? The man, You know, all the so. men like sex, right? And then the men that like achievement. They want their empire or whatever. And I think all men at some point like all three of those. That's what it's saying. But I'm just saying those are right. very clear. They're very outward. Right. We know those things. 
But these, the loneliness and the temptation and the lack of direction, the doubt, we don't see those. Right. That's not what we portray men as. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Right. So that's interesting. I wanted to mold that over with you. Hmm. Um, I do think that this wraps up this episode. More to come. I want you all to know that you matter. You're not alone. And I love you all so much. Bye for now.